everyone. It is Dave and Jeff. It is December 11th, 2022. I am in a bad mood. <laughs> bad mood. I'm sick. Of, I'm tired of you, number one. Oh, Sh- big shock. You know what? I'm so sick of your stupid Twitter game. Hey, Dodgers are just setting up to get Otani. Didn't you learn your lesson with the Lakers when you kept telling us 10 years that ago? they're going to get LeBron James? They were, no. You started <laughs> it with it was Garnett. It was Kevin Love. Jerry Stackhouse, probably. I don't I'm remember sure who else. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure I didn't say Garnett ever. Yes, you did. Yeah, no you way. absolutely did. You're a liar. You Dude, take that you go back. Find you kept it. I've me. never deleted a tweet. Go back and no, find it. No, but you were doing it on this show. Oh, they're just setting up. They're going to get Garnett. They're Why gonna... would they want Garnett on this show? No, no I'm not saying. Uh, I'm just saying. For years, you kept saying the Lakers were going to get no. Garnett, Kevin Love. <laughs> this is not true. It's absolutely true. Dude, Anybody this, who's listened to this show. This is not not Garnett. Garnett went to Minnesota to Boston, and he was an old man by the time he was done. Yeah, you wanted him in L.A. We're going to uh, get Garnett. Well, we're sending everything else. Oh, you son of a bitch. You're so dumb with Otani. It's blasphemy. You, you know what's like great? It. Here's the great thing. If any of you have Dave on your Christmas list, here's yeah. what you tell him. You write him and say, hey, Dave, you know what? We're not going to do anything this year, but next year I'm going to take you to Disneyland. And guess what Dave will say? Yay! And then when next year comes around, it's going, hey, Dave, fuck off. I'm not giving you anything. God. I 100% do not want to go to Disneyland. Well, You're not offer to take me to Disneyland. Sean Wolchev will take you on roller coasters oh down the street, but that's another story. But you're not even the most <laughs> annoying thing I've dealt with this week. Go I haven't ahead. seen you. Do you get these? Do you get... I've, I get this, and it's going on right now during the baseball winter meetings. Huh. And people have done this to me, Dave, three different guys, like three different times. And I'll just pick a random player. They'll just write me a text, and it'll be like, Bassett? With a question mark? <laughs> so I'm like, do we sign Bassett? Yeah. Right? Oh, you See, that's a guy that you say you like. And the number right. show, he's not a bad guy to have. But no. I told you, I wasn't. I'm, look, I'm not a guy. But look, no, I wasn't impressed with him. Watching him all last year, and neither is anybody else, right. obviously. But I'm saying, I get the text that just, all it yeah, reads is. question mark. No, I do not get those at all. Bassett, question mark. So my immediate thought is, did we sign him? Oh, yeah. No? They want your opinion. And Can, then I go. Imagine Preller's burner account asking yes. you, Jeff, should we get Bassett? And then I go. So why'd you send this to me? Well, do you want him? I, I go, well, again, what's the deal? Yeah. Are you telling me you're going to get Bassett for five years and 10 million? Sure. I'll take him in 2 million a year. That's a great deal. Or are you telling me five years, 240 million? I don't want him. Well, I thought you'd have the numbers. I'm like, why the fuck am I doing all the work here? Why are you bothering me? Stop sending me this shit. Right, Dave? Well, here, here's the funny thing. Things have right now completely fallen off its axis as far as Earth goes. Because as long as I've worked with you, you've always said, spend smart money. You've mm-hmm. always said that for as long as I've known you. And I used always. to always look at you and go, well, what the fuck do you care? Yeah. It's not your money. But you used to always say, mm-hmm. spend smart money. It would drive you crazy. And you would be one of those guys, like a salary cap guy. And in baseball, I understand there's not a salary cap. There's a huge luxury tax problem. Okay, for anyone who doesn't understand, as, as people are writing me saying, yeah. what, do you, what does it care about the luxury tax? It's a big damn deal. You stay in the luxury tax, eventually, as the Mets will see coming up, yes. your $335 million payroll will be over $700 million eventually. It's crazy. And you go, okay, well, how much money do you have? Well, Steve Cohen has more money than anybody, but $700 million when, look, you look at Petco Park, attendance was outstanding last year. It's going to oh, be yeah. great even next year. Well, you can't fit more people in. Unless no. you just jack the fuck out of tickets as right. far as prices go. 
You take who's, over the Omni. Yeah, who's paying for it. this shit? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Eventually, who's paying for this? And so people go, uh, uh, you know, look at Uncle Pete. Well, that's great. But eventually, Pete, if you look at his numbers, he's worth $3 billion. Yeah. So if you're putting a, a payroll, I'm just going to say, let's say you take the Mets payroll down the line at $700 million a year. Well, how much money is Pete going to have in the long run? Yeah. You know, eventually well, the money runs out. There was the article that Darren put out last I week on that. Twitter that said they had $3.7 in equity yeah. that's being directed towards the team. That's the entire Padre ownership group, yep. not just Pete Seidler. But there's minority owners that are based in Mexico and others, and they have a ton of money that they are using just to put into sports teams, yes. including the Padres, which is great. But there was a story that came out tonight and Dave, along that point about the AAV, it's one of the things I thought Jim Bowden was pretty interesting. Yep. When you saw Xander Bogarts, you saw the Trey Turner deal, and Jim Bowden said, look, a lot of these teams probably picture these realistically as a seven-year deal. You figure for Bogarts or Turner, yeah. you're going to pay $280 million for seven good years from the player. Whatever happens in years eight and nine, you take it. It's probably not going to be $25 million of value. And then 10 and 11 if you get anything. However, the bonus that you're getting is, to Dave's point, is the AAV on the deal drops from $40 million to 25 Well, yes. there was a report that came out tonight, and again, I don't know how real it was, but it said the Padres had talked about a deal for Aaron Judge. Yeah. And we've all seen Bob Nightingale said $400 million. Others said it wasn't close to that. But the talk was that the Padres... And again, I'm just putting out what, what was out there. It wasn't written from anybody yeah. that we know that the pods were going to try to stretch that out over 13, maybe even 14 years. And Major League Baseball would have vetoed that deal. Because it is. Yeah. They're, they're trying to circumvent the rules on the luxury tax. Exactly. So Aaron Judge with the Padres would have got a 40-year deal for $400 <laughs> But... I mean, look, in the NBA, way yeah. before that, but, I mean, Magic signed a 25-year deal. He did. Well, he was the first one to do anything like that. Like, yeah. It was, it was forward thinking by Jerry Buss. Bobby Bonilla, right? Yes. I mean, some of these, but it's a little bit different, unique circumstances for those. But, yeah, the AAV. But I think, Dave, to your point, what I was saying about spending smart money, it, it doesn't really apply with Pete Seidler. When it applied was with guys like Morad, um, definitely during the Ron Fowler era, when they were talking about, well, we've spent $130 million on payroll, and they were crowing about that. Well, they might have been spending $130 million on payroll, but if $20 million of that is to Will Myers and 15 of that is Swat to Matt... Hey. Yes, to Matt <laughs> Kemp. That's what I was always yeah. going to say. Hey, spend smart money. Uh, you just said it. Everything gets thrown out the window with Pete Seidler because he's just going for it and... And everybody else be damned. And, and look, if you're a fan of the Padres, I understand you absolutely love what's happening. But we've never seen anything like it. Even The, the Bogart deal is a little weird, though. There's a lot of things that... I mean, I have a lot of Padre questions for you, you know, mm -hmm. to ask you on this. Because the Padres have never been used as a, a, a chip piece, you know, a right. pawn, basically, to raise, raise the rates for someone else. Mm -hmm. And that's what the feeling is. That's what Trey Turner was doing. That's what Aaron Judge was doing. That's what these guys were doing. They were using the pods to end up where they eventually wanted to be all along. Now, whatever. You didn't get the guys. The deal is if you're a fan, that shouldn't bother you. You should go, hey, the yeah. guy that I, I trust the most was chasing the guys that I wanted. 
And and so if Trey Turner says yes, the pods aren't saying, "Oh, we were just we were just goofing." Yeah, no, the Padres would it would have one hundred percent taken them right. absolutely. So you, you look at the overall deal though with the guys they had now. They missed out on Abreu. They missed mm-hmm. out on Judge. They missed out on Turner. I understand Sanga. They missed out on last night. So what? They were chasing those guys. You mm-hmm. know how many other teams out there are chasing those guys? They aren't. Yeah. You sit and you look at the luxury tax that the Mets are, are paying right now. Do you realize that's more money than the entire payroll of the A's, the Pirates, and the <laughs> Orioles? I think it's a huge reflection on those three teams. And that's what much I'm more than and, it is on the Mets. And, and I always say there shouldn't be exactly a ceiling. Right. There, there, there should be a floor. Yes, These I would fucking agree. teams should have to pay. They owe it to their fan bases of Major League Baseball to have to pay a certain amount. I, I agree. I think eventually Rob Manfred said it with the A's. They're going to move, and now they go to Vegas, and, yeah. now, and now that gets interesting. Who's going to buy the Angels? Artie Moreno is going to sell the Angels by opening day. That's that, what he wants, yep. That becomes a really interesting situation because now – you get Artie out and you get somebody else in and really they're in competition. Yes. With the Dodgers, but they're also in competition with the pods. Agree. And so you have to get somebody in that's going to have the quick trigger like the Dodgers have had and like Pete Seidler's had. So that becomes exciting for baseball because it's, it's really, it's the one American league team that we have in Southern California. I think some people I do, uh, we like paying attention to the angels. I'm, Dave, I know you do too. I, I do. Absolutely do. Always have. And that's why I was saying whoever that owner is, it can't just be a guy like a Morad type, guy that really doesn't belong yeah. at the table. It has to be a bomber type guy. Yeah, they need a breath of fresh they air. Do. They need a billionaire guy that has a shitload of money that wants to win. Yeah, wants to play and, and do it. Now, the, the funny thing, bringing it back to the pods, I mean, Pete Seidler said a couple of different times this week, which I thought was funny, I'm a numbers guy. I'm a money guy. It's all right. We got a long-term plan. But it it's funny how now we saw it today with Ken Rosenthal. I mean, you and I kind of started looking at this about two years ago, just prepping for it with no idea what the numbers were going to be free agent-wise. But now when we see the numbers, we started saying, wow, what does Manny do? What does yeah. Manny do when his deal is up? Now, the thing is, people keep writing Manny's getting his second $300 million deal. To me, I don't really see it that way. I would say... Well, it would be his second $300 million deal if he had completed the first one. He's going to be at five years, 150 when he opted out. If he had made $300 million and then signed for another $300 million, they keep writing it like he's a $600 million player, which I don't know. I yeah. guess maybe if he gets, I don't think Manny's going to get a $500 million deal. No, <laughs> no, he's, he's not. What, but yeah, I think people aren't doing the math the right way. You're right. He's right. going to tear up this contract after the season. Yeah. And he's going to sign another 10-year, $300 million contract. So at that point, yeah, let's go to our favorite guy, Eric, uh, what was that, Eric Grubman? What are we talking about? Eric, well, Who are we talking about? Eric Grubman, the guy from the NFL that okay. said, don't let emotion get in the way of business. Remember when yeah. he used to talk this? Yeah. Was that, was that the guy? Okay, yeah. go ahead. Roger Goodell is right-hand right, guy. His face right in my face. Yeah. Okay. Broken shoulder guy. Yeah. Remember he had his arm in a sling when we saw him? I think when Manny opts out, you let Manny go. Would he really? Uh, if that's what Holy the numbers shit. are going to be. Why? Why wouldn't you pay pay it? Why wouldn't you say 10 years and 300 31, million? man. Yeah, but they just gave Bogarts basically the same contract. Yeah, but it's going to be different, I Why? think, with Manny. I, boy, I'm well, shocked wait. to hear you say this. I, oh, I, I, I don't wouldn't know. Wouldn't you say Manny's the most valuable guy on the team right now? Yes, I think he is. Then why would you let him go? Because you're going to have a ton of holes after this year. 
You're gonna have you're gonna you're gonna lose Darvish. You're gonna lose Snell more than likely. Yeah, but you haters don't think out. You're gonna go chase other guys or re-sign Snell. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. Now somebody I wrote to this. Think Snell again. I always keep saying no. This. I Snell wants Snell to go. go with the Mariners. I think he's not. Yeah, I don't care if the Padres want him. I think literally he talks about being a Mariner all the time. Yeah, I'd let Snell go. But that's why I think 23 is so fun, and that's why I think the next couple of weeks become so wow. fun. So you let Machado go. That blows me away. I'm I, shocked to hear you say that. Yeah, I think Manny goes. Look, I'm not a Manny guy. I 100% keep Manny. That's why I say it. I, I think I'd prepare yourself that Manny's gone. I think that's what they're preparing for, Boy, that Manny's gone. Oh, man, I don't – I don't. God dang, I don't see it. Okay, where can Manny go where it would actually be better than 10 years, $300 million? For a team, everything. Chance to win and the money. Mm. Oh, I, I mean, I think the Mets could get involved. The Mets could get involved. The Yankees could get involved. I mean, you're talking the teams that, that could absolutely get involved. Well, I mean, the deal is you have Devers will be a free agent next year. He'll, yeah. be, he'll be the hot third baseman. As good as Manny is, Devers right. is 25 years old. And so Boston becomes a player. There'll be a market for Manny. The Giants. Wow. The Giants. Uh, I don't think the Giants are looking to sign Manny. They had their best prospect, or one of their top prospects. I just is is a third baseman. He's supposed to be a oh, rookie true. this year. Our guy, yeah, Casey Schmidt. Oh yeah, of course. Sorry, Casey. Didn't think of that. <laughs> I just don't uh, think it's. I don't think that's the case. Um, but with all respect to Casey, you got yeah. God dang, I just don't. I've, I don't know, man. Look, here's one thing we always mess up as fans all the time. All of us do. We always want to believe winning means something. I think to Manny, winning means something. Yeah. I just would be shocked if Manny's not with the Padres in two years. Uh, I think this is where he retires. This is his retired number. This is a statue, the whole deal. I think this is Manny's team. I think you have to see what the deal is for Manny. Now, the the one that I saw out there this week yeah. that was horrible was what's it going to be like for Padre fans when Manny signs with the Dodgers? Now, I don't see Manny that ever going back to the Dodgers. And I don't think the Dodgers ever chase Manny. No. But that was kind of funny. No, yeah. I think I think Manny's a, I think Manny's in play, and I think a lot of these, wow. no matter how deep Pete Seidler goes, I I think Bogarts is an insurance play. That's interesting. All you right. do have Hassan Kim is under contract for twenty four yeah. as well. That's true. All right. There's so many man. There's so many things that have happened since. The, I mean, the, we have a bunch of meeting stories to talk about also. But there's so many things that are interesting. The Bogarts deal to forty one. Mm-hmm. Is to me is so bizarre. I mean, did anybody learn anything? What happened with Pulse and the Angels? Yeah, but it goes to what it goes to what Bowden said. With yeah, but I got to, it. But you, guess what? There are only a certain amount of guys on the roster, and you know, come yeah. playoff time, you need everybody to contribute. Right. It's not like you have guys that are just at the end of the bench that are screw off guys. Right. And the, in the days of having just that knucklehead guy to to keep the team <laughs> loose are over. Yeah. You need every one of these guys to contribute. You can't have a couple like here's the deal. I'll, I'll use the Phillies. Mm-hmm. Bryce Harper's going to be 39 and Trey yeah. Turner's going to be 41. And yeah. those two old guys are going to be at the end of the yep. bench. Hanging out. Fucking falling asleep during games. <laughs> and guys are going to go, what the fuck are yeah. these guys doing here? Yeah. And to your point, I understand they're paying them for what they could do at the beginning, not the end of their contract. But it's not a back-ended deal. No. Or a front-ended deal. Yeah, so you're sitting there and you're looking at these two old men. You're still going to be making, yeah, $28 million a year. Yeah. I'm sorry, there's only one DH right now. Yeah. It is, well, for the Phillies, yeah, yeah. For the, I'm going using the Phillies as an example. But what's Tatis going to be at that point? I mean, he'll be, See, I want to be, I want to get be 35, to 36, so not too bad. Okay, here's my my thing on Tatis, and you tell me if I'm crazy on this one. Uh huh. 
I think within two years, Tatis is asking for a I think, trade. I think it's a huge concern. I yeah. think people absolutely, we talked about it. You brought it up the other day. Of course, people thought you were just being annoying, as you often are. Yeah. But I started saying to people, after you brought that up, because we were down at the winter meeting Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So I didn't see, Sunday we just kind of hung out. Yep. It was kind of a fan day. Then Monday I started talking to people there because you had said that. That he becomes a cancer eventually is what I thought. That he wants to be a shortstop. That, that was and that was point. before Bogarts even got on the books. Yeah. Now the Bogarts deal gets done on Wednesday. And you start texting people and go, okay, wait a second. Wait a minute. Yeah. It's really, really easy to sit back and go, well, we showed Fernando. Right? He's not involved in this deal. You're not even in the infield, bitch. <laughs> That's what they're basically telling him. Right. You aren't an infielder anymore. You get out to the outfield. But we know how he is. We know what his personality is. And he's been homecoming queen. Yeah. Since the day he got here, he's been the homecoming queen. And now he's not even in the court. I think it absolutely becomes something to watch. Yeah. I don't know if it's a huge concern because the feeling down there might be go ahead because come back and play and we'll get you the hell out of here because we're done with you and your person. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it sure doesn't seem like they're too worried about his feelings. No, they don't, which I kind of admire. I really do admire the fact they don't care about his feelings right now. I say that now. Yeah, I, I say it right now. But when he comes back and if he turns out to be the player we remember him to be, you know, he's a 30-home-run guy. and he's home in, run guy. Right. No, 42, but I'm saying, missing 30 games. No, but I'm saying is he comes back from a wrist injury yeah. that's a pretty severe yeah. wrist injury, and he's trying to get everything back. If he's a 30-home-run guy and he's an impact guy that that's making hits in key moments, and then all of a sudden he's like, well, you know what? Yeah, too bad. You know who he is, Dave? I'll tell you exactly who I feel like he is right now. You tell me who he is. To me, he's Jimmy Garoppolo. Because, now hang on. Go ahead, let's hear this. They couldn't wait to get Jimmy Garoppolo out of town. They couldn't wait. He wasn't invited to any parties. He didn't play in any reindeer games. And then what happened? Trey Lance got hurt. And guess what? Who was there to save the day? Jimmy Garoppolo. But now, he again, because he got hurt, Brock Purdy is out playing. But Garoppolo was done. A Super Bowl quarterback with that team who had, in my opinion, had done nothing wrong, much different than Fernando, but had been dismissed by the fans and the organization alike. And then all of a sudden, an injury, and oh, we need you. That's what I feel like looking at Fernando. I get the Fernando fucked up. Nobody has to remind me. I get it. I watch this team every day, just like you do. But I think it's a very, very dangerous game that you're playing with a young guy that's that from all intent and purposes, is a generational player. And I Dude, think... Yeah, I, I, my thing is, I think he's... I mean, he's Mahomes. He's something we have never seen. Yeah. I think Fernando... Yes. When Fernando is healthy, Fernando's a unicorn. There's nobody in baseball like him. He and, is He is absolutely ridiculous. And, look, defensively as a shortstop, he was never great at it. Yeah, he made the, the plays where you go, wow, that was awesome. Yeah. Threw a lot of balls away. I mean, theirs were insane. You know, the traditional plays there where Kim showed you what happens when a yeah. ball's hit the shortstop and he throw it out over the first on a regular basis and get those outs that are how supposed to Kim, be outs. How does Kim take the news of Bogarts, by the way, after if playing shoot? Yeah, if I'm Kim, I'm, I'm pissed off too. You know, here's the deal with shortstops. Shortstops are, there's ego involved, mm-hmm. right? 
I mean, the best player on the, the, on the on, exactly the best player on the field is the shortstop. I mean, Derek Jeter is Derek Jeter, right? Yeah. But guess who was a shortstop too? Jorge Posada, right? Yeah. And, and Jorge Posada moved to catcher. I mean, that's yeah, it's the way it goes. And you know, when you're the shortstop, when Alex Rodriguez I, came over third. as a Gold Glover, Jeter yeah. had never won a Gold Glove, but he tells tells a Gold Glover, "You got to go to third. You know why? Because yeah. this is the glamour position." Tatis knows. Tatis is 23 right now as we do the well, show. Well, Kim knows too. Kim knows too. And Kim did nothing wrong, right? Doesn't, right? doesn't hit as well as any of those guys. But, look, he did nothing wrong. He played the position fantastic. You can't ask right. for a better defense. I thought he was the gold glove winner, in my opinion. Yeah. But when you look at Tatis, who's going to be 24 on January 2nd, and the ego starts to jump in a little bit and going, this isn't what I signed up for. I don't want to be a corner outfielder. Dave, you have a handful wanna, of these, uh, though. Uh, yeah, you what got, about Cronenworth? Who said yeah. second base and is involved in everything? And now you kind of shuffle him over there to first base. You shuffle him over. Absolutely. They, but he's not the superstar. I understand he was an all star, but man, second base was weak last year. I got he it. He didn't have great numbers. Tatis is a superstar. So I'm going to ask you because this went around yesterday around the people that I hang with their baseball guys, and nobody saw it like me. Yeah. But I'm going to ask you uh-huh. rate these four guys that you want in their prime, in their health, okay? Machado, Soto, Bogart, Tatis. Which one do you rank number one? Uh oh god, that's really good. That's really good. I, I have to say I didn't watch as much Xander Bogart, so I okay, can't he, Okay, well a quick run stud. Super fast. Three hundred hitter, thirty home runs, hundred runs scored, hundred yeah. runs knocked in. Every year. He's consistent as fuck. Complete stud. For for me, I'll take God, it's so good, right? I I probably would go Manny. Tatis, Bogart, Soto. Wow. Okay. See, I see. I say all of them at their best. I'm taking so, uh, Tatis number one. That, well, yeah, it's not. Okay, but I'm the only one. Everyone said what you said, by the way. Really? Everyone I was with said Machado won. Yeah. And I said, that's funny. I said Tatis. And then I would take Soto too. Then I would take probably Bogarts and then Manny. Oh, yeah, no. And and there and there, that was that was my thing. I don't think you can go wrong. I'm just no. telling you, Tatis is a freak. And if you decided to trade Tatis, you get multiple superstars either back or you rebuild your entire farm system because uh, he's that I, guy. And I think you pay for it the entire time. You probably do. We've seen it a million times, right? The superstar never gets yeah. the value back that you think you're going to get. I, I think you pay for it. I, I really do. I think they're playing a dangerous game, and I think we're we're only talking about Tatis. But the pods are all in now because they told Bogarts you're the guy. Yeah, for now. Yeah, but there's nothing else he can do. Right. I mean, where's he going? What position is he going yeah, to? Yeah, third. Yeah, well, you know, I'm curious to know how those conversations went. I mean, because right now you're hearing crazy conversations about Correa going to the Mets to play third. Weird. I still think the Twins are in on Correa. And so but, I do too. But, but I think every day that goes by, he gets a little further away from the Twins. Um, But it, it's weird. Like, the... You know, you're looking right now. They're in on Christian Vasquez. Why are you in on Christian Vasquez? He sucks, dude. dude Christian Vasquez in? sucks. Just if you're in on Vasquez, just go with Camposano. Yeah, yeah. Vasquez can't hit. No, I, I wouldn't go with Vasquez at all. All right. So uh, real quick before we move on, on out of Tatis, is the here's the deal. Bogarts is consistent. You know mm-hmm. what you're going to get every day. You're going to get a great player every day. Sure, he is. He's a great player. Has a great resume. He's been playing since he was 20. Two World Series rings. All Star Silver Slugger. You know, as they like to say in baseball, he posts every day. Yeah. He shows up every day and plays and plays it great. Yeah. Fantastic. Great clubhouse guy, the whole deal. There's no negatives with Bogarts except for the fact you probably just hurt Fernando's feelings. That's it. Yeah. But I think, but I, Dave, I'd throw Kim in, 
Cronenworth in there too. And they're like, fuck off, Crow. We could trade you tomorrow. Well, you know, I mean, that really, that is in the resume. Cronenworth's not on the way to Cooperstown. No, I got it. Tatis is on his way to Cooperstown. But I'm just saying you. Maybe after, after what happened last time, who knows? But you don't understand player wise. Yeah. He's on his, he's, he's a hall of fame kind of type player. He's a freak. Bob Melvin has a situation. A good one. manage guys. A good one. Uh, I mean, he's seen a lot. I don't know that I'd describe it as good. Yeah. I think when you've gone out and you're Hassan Kim and you've played that position defensively as good as you can play it under incredibly difficult circumstances, having to replace the guy, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, you're shuffling over here. Offensively, you're not Bogarts, but but defensively, Bogarts isn't you. Yeah. I, I just think we're so – it's so easy as a fan to dismiss that and I think it's I think it's very very uh, short sighted to do so. Do you think when they were talking to Trey Turner, it was to play shorter center? Mm, probably center. See, I wonder. I wonder what the promise was to Turner. Yeah, probably center. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, guy. There's so many so many things that have happened, in, obviously, in the last seven days. But the Trey Turner situation for anyone that that's wondering, Trey Turner wasn't going to play in California. I give credit to the pods for even trying to make it happen. Yeah. It wasn't Trey Turner. It was his wife. Well, I give credit to A.J. Preller for saying, yeah, we should have kept him. For admitting yeah. the mistake. Yeah, we should never take That he listened to Don Welke. Yeah. And, and you know, you trust your right-hand guy. Make a deal. He said, yeah, we shouldn't have traded him. That's good. That's all we needed to hear. Because I've pounded him about that trade. Yeah. Not for a long time. And when he came out and said, yeah, we went for it. So, um, the, the weird thing is they... The story was that they were never in on Korea. Yeah, that that never that, went in on Korea. Yeah, that's that is interesting because um, offensively, and you he's look younger. At, he's twenty eight. Yeah, two years Correa, younger than Bogarts. Korea to me would have made the most sense. Yep, but they're not in. And the other thing is too, Dave, with this team, like we have no idea the the pitcher. I, I keep locking up on his name. The kid who just signed with Senga. The yeah, Senga, five years, seventy five. Dude, that's right in your wheelhouse. Yeah. But, but with this team, you have no idea. Are they in on Radon? Right? Could yeah. they be on, on Radon? Sounds like he's asking for the moon right now. That's yeah. what's freaking everybody out. He's asking for six, seven years at thirty million a year. Man, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Are you in on? Are you in on Bassett? Are you in on? Uh, right? Are you Bassett. making I'm trades? I'm not a Bassett guy. Yeah, are they making trades. Like where are they at? What are they doing? So, yeah, with this team, you never know. I mean, they're in on everybody. Yeah. Right. I mean. They are. They're in on everybody, and it's hard to guess because they always surprise you. I mean, who would have guessed that all of a sudden the Padres are going to go into the winter and we're chasing all these shortstops? Uh, you and I had a great time. We ran into Darren Smith. Hadn't seen him in a long time. So it was great to catch up with him. We saw Marty. Yeah. Great to see her. But I told Darren, Darren had an interview with Jeff Passan the other day, and I texted him because a lot of it at the start was just things that you heard across the board. Passing, saying, well, what we heard, what everybody heard down there, yeah. right? Where's the money come? What's the long-term plan? All of those different things. It really was, whether it was agents, players, former players, they all had the same question. We were asking everybody, and they were like, well, we were going to ask you. But Jeff Passon told a great story. I texted Darren. I go, dude, that was unbelievable. And he was saying, Dave, about the night that the Bogarts deal came down. And, and, I like Pass. I know you're a Passing fan. I, I met him. Were you there when I met him? 
Yes. Okay. Real, real quick. One thing is, um, my son stopped passing, and I am a huge passing fan because he's always he's right. Yeah. He's as good as anybody in this business. He doesn't get it wrong. He doesn't have to be first, but he gets it right, which is really important. You got that, John Heyman? And <laughs> Rosenthal, you got it. And I tell you what, when he stopped to to say hi, and he had yeah. a, he had a handler with him, by the way. Do you know yes. This? Uh, but when he shook my hand, because you look at passing, he's tiny as hell. He, right. He, he, he did, kept joking about it. Yeah. He you had, see him on Pat McAfee? He's, he's a real great. man hand. Like, he shook my hand, and it wasn't a yeah. little tiny hand. Yeah, a little raccoon hand. Yeah, no, dude. It was a man handshake, and he was cool as shit. He stopped. He was, he was, dude, I'm a huge passing fan. I thought it was cool that he even stopped to talk to us. He was very funny on Pat McAfee's show because they showed that for his TV shot, he's standing on a box. Yeah. He's like, hey, look, I'm fucking 5'8", okay? Get over. <laughs> it was great. I laughing. Um, Passon told Darren this story at the end. He was saying when the Bogarts deal goes down, he said, he goes, I'm in my pajamas. I'm upstairs. The deal gets done. He scrambles. He gets on with Van Pelt. He goes, then he comes downstairs where so many of us were this week at the lobby. said, I see... Uh, couple of the people from the Boris agency confirmed the numbers. And he said, I'm going back to the elevator. And I see a guy from the Padres. And the guy's carrying a pizza, a couple of packs, a cup of noodles, and two drinks. Passon said he mentions to the Padres official, that's how you're celebrating? You just got Bogarts with cup of noodles? And he said, the guy steps in the elevator, turns around, and said, buddy, we ain't done yet. And he said, the door's shut. And... I mean, they're going. So when yes. they when they don't get Senga, the initial thought is, oh man, that's a drag, like five seventy five. That that kind of fits. Yeah. And then you realize life in an AJ Preller Pete Seidler world is because they're probably working a different angle. Yeah. So I don't know. To me, five and seventy five. That that kind of didn't seem bad. I, I kept hearing it was supposed to be five and a hundred. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't seem too bad. Or one hundred and five, or even higher, but. Yeah, I mean, that to me, I'm the Mets, feeling pretty good about that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and somebody has broken down what the Mets lost and what they put has put together. They've done a pretty good job. The Mets have yeah. done a pretty good job trying to fix their team. Um, I tell you what, the the Trey Turner thing, I want to step on that real quick because mm -hmm. as you, you, were, you were near me when all this was coming out, the Trey Turner thing wasn't a Trey Turner. Who knows what he actually felt, but his wife said it's important we go East Coast. Right. They want a bigger family. They have one kid already. Mother lives in, uh, her mother lives in New Jersey. Most guys that play for the Phillies live in New Jersey, by the way. Most guys that play for the Sixers, Eagles, they all live in New Jersey and they come over. Mm -hmm. She wanted to be there. He obviously wanted to keep his wife happy. He knew the hitting coach on the Phillies. Real yeah. close with the hitting coach, real close with Bryce Harper, his favorite teammate, along with Juan Soto, which kind of makes you wonder. Are they chasing Juan Soto, too, in a few years? Um, but here's what I always think. You know, you and I have been around spring training and baseball and all this stuff for a long time. When you go to Florida for spring training, every game is basically two hours away. It is. So you get on that bus, and it's two hours there. It's two hours back. It's hot as shit. You say what yeah. you want. It is hot in Florida in the spring. Arizona, it's perfect. Every ballpark's 15 minutes away. Yeah. I mean, it's cake, right? Yeah. And you're going, it's so much easier being in Arizona. If I was a free agent, honestly, God, I'd go, Who, who's spring training's in Arizona? It'd be that important to me. And you do deal with that. Also, when you go back east, you deal with a shitload of rain delays. Oh, yeah. You don't have rain delays here. You know when cold. you go to the ballpark at 2, 3 o'clock. Yeah, it's cold as fuck in the beginning. It's cold at the end. Yeah. But, man, rain delays suck, man. When you have yeah. to do this 162 games, and then all of a sudden you're at the ballpark at 2, and then you're at leaving the ballpark at 1. Yeah. And then you got to be back again at uh. 2 the next day. 
And to me, that's all a things big thing. we never think of. Yeah, but if I'm doing an 11 year deal, I'm like, this is stuff that makes my life easier. Knowing the game starts at seven and I'm, I'm home by 11. Yeah. Instead of going, I don't want to deal with these rain delays in Atlanta and Philadelphia and and Washington DC. Happens all the time. Bogarts is going to love it, man. He's, he will absolutely love it. Guys say it all the time when they get come to the West Coast. They go, "This is stuff you don't think about." No, rain delays are huge. Humidity takes a lot out of you. All that shit. Good for him for uh, for picking Philly. Well, I watched the press conference. I'll be honest with you. He did it that twenty four hours later. Yeah, but I was I was kind of bummed out because there's a fan base. As we're doing the show, your son Jack's right here with us. Yeah, he's invested in certain players. He's a kid. When you're a yeah. kid, you you man you, everything. There's individual awards we talked about. Don't be upset, Mandy didn't win MVP. He's not sharing it at your house. Right. But when you're a kid, you are all invested. I was yeah. like that with Steve Garvey and all these guys. You were too. I know oh, that yeah. you have your favorite players. When you leave an organization, there are kids that are into you 100%. To not mention man. the Nationals or even the Dodgers for the short time is one of those where you're like, hey, man, I really enjoyed my time there. Who are you talking about? I'm talking about Trey Turner oh, at this Trey point. Oh, Trey Turner. I'm talking yeah, about every, yeah. everybody. When yeah. they, when they, and even I thought Bogarts, a lot of time in, in Boston, it was kind of cold because he was thinking of management. But, man, those Boston fans are insane. Oh, yeah. And they're all in in those number two jerseys and everything else and say, man, did, it's a different time and, and this is the business. And But I, I want to thank the people in Boston for everything they did. Well, did you hear Dave Fleming? Uh, no, Dave Fleming's brother. Uh, gosh, I, I can't think of his first name. But Dave Fleming's brother is the radio announcer for the Red Sox. Okay. He was on with Schaefer and Jim Russell. So it's funny because Schaefer's like, I've known this guy a long time, minor league baseball, and Fleming just blows right by them. <laughs> just Which is funny, right? Yeah. Just funny. Uh, doesn't matter. I can't think of the guy's first name. But, but Dave, he talked. Uh, it was really good. Like, kudos to those guys. Kudos to John and Jim, to Darren. They had so many really good interviews this week that kind of told you the story. And what Fleming was saying was just the impact of this guy in Boston. And, I mean, the guy's the radio voice, and he's coming out saying the Red Sox blew it. Yeah. They, to let it get to this point, when whether it's what the Padres did with Fernando, but, but everybody points to what the Braves have done, whether it's Acuna, Austin Riley, the rest I'll of them. I'll be all of them. Right. And, and Fleming was saying... Like they really blew it yeah. by by letting it get to this point and the offers that they made or could have made and and Xander Bogarts would have stayed. But he just he told stories like this is a guy that sent my son who's young a video on his birthday and said, Make sure your dad gets you lots of presents cool. and just always doing things. And yeah, I think we look at it and I think we've all gotten better realizing, yeah, it's not our money, so why are we worried about the 11-year deal? Let's just hope we're all here in 11 years. But um, when he talks about the immediate impact, because that's what you need. Yeah. And he said, this guy's going to come in and make an immediate impact right now. Uh, it was good. It gets excited. I'll say this, Dave. I have not been to spring training since uh, 2012. Okay. Uh, no. Before that, 2010. I don't think I've been to spring training since 2010. And I bought tickets. Jack Did and I really? are going. Yeah, we're going for a three-day weekend. Um, we're going out. It's the end. And it works out perfect. You just mentioned it in Arizona. I think we go out uh, March 24th. 
and we see games Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday, we go to the Angels, yeah. see Padres Angels. Saturday, it's Padres Rangers, so we could see Boach in surprise. And then Sunday, it's Padres Mariners in Peoria. There you go. So three ballparks in three days, Saturday night. Is the World Baseball Classic still going on then? Uh, it should be done uh, by then. Okay, I'm there, there. I'm there during the World Baseball Classic, and uh, I'm actually there for a wedding, but... God dang it! It was hard to find a hotel, right? Because of I'm I'm in Mesa where the Cubs are. Yeah, and you're like shit. You got a bunch of Cubs fans, but then you have the World Baseball Classic going on. It was it's so crazy. When, and it's wh- going on down there. Did you get, yeah, it's in it's in Arizona. The World Baseball Classic's in Arizona. So did you um? Do you have you booked your hotel yet? Yeah, okay. hotel's already booked and paid. Good deal. What? Hotel. Just curious. What are you paying a night? Oh fuck! It's crazy. Because I'm paying five hundred a night. I I didn't pay five hundred, but I paid um for like a comfort in. Yeah. For three nights, right? It's just yeah. me and Jack. Yeah. And we get breakfast, parking, and a pool, and it's five fifty for three days. Yeah. Because we're going to uh was at a wedding in Coronado yesterday at the Dell. Congratulations to Drew and uh Brittany. So fun. Thanks for inviting us. And I took Jack's mom. And we went to this gorgeous wedding at the Dell. We're just hanging out and we're talking about, you know. Hey, we could go to Mexico. We could do this. We're going to we're going to do a family trip to Mexico, Thanksgiving week next year. Okay. Flights are like one hundred twenty five yeah, bucks. Nothing. Going to Cabo. Going to Cabo. Nice. And like seventy five bucks. At, you know all these different things, right? And I'm dying. I'm sitting there. We're at this insane wedding at in the Dell in the ballroom, and there's a band playing, and steaks are being dropped off. And I'm like, you know. Spring training tickets, Dave, I paid 50 bucks a ticket because we're sitting right behind home plate. Like, I wanted him to have cool seats. I didn't yeah, want to sit out on the lawn or do that shit. And, uh, yeah, just laughing because they're like, yeah. She goes, hey, well, if we did Mexico, we could do flights and hotel and it would break down like this. I go, She goes, yeah, it'd probably, you know, a couple hundred bucks. I'm like, I literally just put out 500 bucks for three nights for me and this dope. To hang out in Peoria Good. for spring training Good. baseball to probably watch Grisham and Camposano. <laughs> we don't have any guarantee of who we're going to see, but um, no, I think it's done. I would think it's done by then because I'm there twenty uh, fourth, whatever that is. Okay, yeah, twenty four, twenty five, twenty six. Yeah, I'm there. I think a week uh, week ahead of you or so. But uh, yeah, it will be. Um It'll, it'll be a good time. That, that's cool. I've not done the spring training deal. And the reason I have to stay away from the spring training, I've done it so many times. Right. With you, I've done it. Yeah. And listeners and everything else. And then I'm like, if I'm going to spend the money, I'm going to spend the money. But I haven't done it with him. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's different. Yeah. But I'm going to spend the money. I'm going to do it with, uh, do it down here in, in San Diego because it's guaranteed I'm going to see the guys, not yeah. number 67. You we're, know what I mean? Yeah, we're going and it's just going to be driving out on that Thursday so it'll be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Like I said, we're going to try to see the Suns and 76ers, try to see a Coyotes game, but good luck. That building's, you know, there's 200 people in there, yeah. so no chance of getting in. But, um, but yeah, it'll be fun. But, but circling back, Dave, the winter meetings. Yeah. A week ago today was the first day I was down there. Jack and I went three days in a row. You and Josh came down Tuesday. Yeah. And... Have you been there before with Josh? I have not been with, uh, yeah, yeah, I think one time with Josh. I have been in the past. You, you know what? He was working. You and I went, and he was there working for Channel 8 at the time. He was oh, there. wow. Yeah. Okay. Because that that's it. what Darren said to me, and I thought it was cool. Darren sent me a text, and he said, I think you wanted to. 
I think he sent it to both of us. Yeah. He said, hey, it was great seeing you guys, but I love the fact you were down there walking around with your boys. That was awesome. And he's exactly right. Yeah. Because I was saying to Jack, I was telling this to Barry Bloom, ran into Barry, which was great. And and a lot of guys, Vaskersion was great to my boys because he put them in uh, the game. And their mom was saying to me yesterday <laughs> at this wedding, we're sitting there. And we're talking about the winter meetings. And she said, yeah, it was weird. A little weird for Cade because people are like, oh, hey, Cade, what's up? He's like, I don't I don't know who any of these people are. And their mom, you know, Vita was telling him, yeah, but Cade, they've watched you grow up. Yeah. Like, they know you. It's okay. Like, be cool to people. Like, they like you. It's good. And he said, no, 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 it's nice. But because it's kind of wild when Matt Faskersian's <laughs> like, hey, Cade, what's up? And you're like, hey, what's up? But um, Boach. You know, Jack got to see Boach and Junior, cool. Ello, all these guys. Uh, and it was just fun. But I'm glad because as much fun as you and I have had covering that. Yeah. And whether we ran into Katie Temple or Laura or Erica and, and their friends, Rob Conley, all great. Yeah. But uh, Darren was spot on. Dude, walking around with uh, Jack to the point that our friend JoJo was in town, Tarantino for the medical portion of it. And we went back down Thursday night and just walked around and got the feel after everything's been broken down. And it was just so weird being in there, Dave. Yeah. Because any baseball fan that went down there and walked around, uh, I hope they come back soon. They're in Nashville next year. Is that right? Josh and I were actually wondering where they were. Because we're saying, let's, let's go, go stay. Let's, that's what we're saying. Let's go. They'll be in Nashville. JoJo told me they go to Nashville next year, and I don't know. I know there's San Diego's in the regular rotation again. Good. Good. You know, it's it's kind of funny. When we got in that elevator with Boach and Dave Martinez. Well, nobody said anything to Dave Martinez other than me. <laughs> Dude, and I wanted you to tell the story the I way couldn't. it really was. I know you wouldn't. You pulled back a little bit. It's one of my favorite stories. Yes. Scott King. Yeah, but you pulled back a little bit, and Dave's looking at you. He's listening to everything you're saying, and I was like, Dude, tell the story the way it really is. I know. But, but it was so funny to me because my kid just moved to Nashville a year ago and bought a house there. And then we're in the elevator and Bochy lives in Nashville. Yeah. And, and Dave Martinez lives in Manager Nashville. Manager of the Washington Nationals. Yeah. And he is like 40 acres. And then as we're talking, Corey Seeger lives in Nashville right there too. And and I was, Bochy's like, you know Corey? And I go, dude, I don't know Corey well. And, but it was funny to me that all these guys from Nashville in the, in the elevator and it was, it was kind of, kind of cool. The whole thing was cool. I had a great time. I did something that was. It was, it was, act like a kid, like your son mm-hmm. would do. I ran into Buckshaw Walter. Nice. And so Buckshaw Walter, of course, manager of the Mets. When I was a kid, I moved from Los Angeles to Nashville, Tennessee, and we didn't yep. have pro baseball. We had, um, what we had was we had minor league baseball, the Nashville Sounds. Right, which is huge. And so it, it's become big because all these guys have played from Trevor Hoffman played it for him. Tony Gwynn Jr. played it for him. Mark Sweeney, all these guys we know. Mark, I think Mark Grant might have been a sound. Everyone was a sound. And, uh, but when I was a kid, my dad said, okay, we're going to go to a minor league baseball games. This is all we have. And Buck Walter was a huge star. Okay. And so I told him so as a player, as a player. And, and I said to him, he was a player and also first base coach when he wasn't playing. How funny is that? <laughs> I love it. And uh, I said to him, I go, Hey, just so you know, when I was eight years old, I go, you are my favorite guy because your name was easy to remember. And he, he stopped and he shook my hand and he goes, what year? And I'm going 1980, and he goes, I met my wife in Nashville that year. No and I way. said, dude, Don Mattingly was on that team, and Willie McGee, and Mike Pagliarulo. Right. And he looks at me, don't forget about Pat Tabler. Pat and I go, 
I got Pat Tapler. Dude, it was it was a funny, it was a two-minute yeah. conversation, but it, for me, it brought me back being a kid. He stopped to go. It was a memory lane for him. Right. And it was it was cool that I got yeah. a chance to do it. And so uh, the, the funny thing is we walk back, and we're walking around, and I turn to Josh, because that was cool. And then Sean Casey walks right up to Josh, and he goes, mm. hey, how are you doing? And Josh goes, I'm good. And he goes, good, I'm glad you're doing good. And then he left. And I looked at Josh, and I go, what have I told you for 20 years? Who's the one guy I would let marry my sister? I go, Sean Casey. Sean Casey. He's the nicest guy I've ever met in my life. And he does that to everybody. Hey, how yeah. are you doing? And uh, Josh looked at me like, fuck, you weren't lying. I go, I fucking told you. Yeah. The guy's the nicest individual I think Dude. there is on the planet. It was fun having all those guys it in was. town, right? It was. And I walked over to uh, John and Jim, and um, we've known Jim forever. but Yeah. John Schaefer honestly believes, I believe he thinks I can't stand him because I'll, I'll question some stuff on Twitter, and it, I'm just playing around. But I just said to him, I go, hey, did you say you know, man, I'm I'm not being a dick to you. I go, I'm glad you're in San Diego. I go, you guys are killing it. Congratulations. And he looked at me like, I'm not sure if I should shake your hand or, or is he going to punch me in the face? Just shake his hand, Schaefer. And that- you're not that big a deal in this fucking town. <laughs> Be happy we didn't even know your fucking name, Schaefer. <laughs> I like those guys. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and you know what? He sent me a nice note the next oh, day. Oh, that's great. He sent me a nice note the next oh, day. Oh, they do but, a great job. But that was it. It was cool seeing friends. We saw, we saw, we saw Tony Jr. We saw Chris Ello. It was, we saw Darren. We saw Marty. And uh, it was the first time ever Marty gave me a hug. You know what, How about man? that? I'll tell you this. And, and I saw Marty, and she was cool. But Marty on Instagram has a relationship Uh I believe it's her nephew. Okay. Five-year-old boy named August. And I just took a minute and said, Marty, it's not even about the winter meetings. I said, I just love what you're doing for that kid. Because cool. I said, I see your pictures from Radio Row or anything else. But I said, Marty, when you're with August, it's the coolest thing. And it was great. And yeah. so, yeah, saw her. And she was great. She had uh, she was fun with, with Jack. And, uh, dude, I love those two, man. I mean, they, they've done it for a long time. And, no, Schaefer and, and John... Uh, Jimmy Russell do a great job. I got a boat story. Yeah. A lot of people here, ourselves included, wondered what happened last year with Bochi. Yeah. Bochi in the pods. I didn't hear anybody else report this, Dave. Did you? No. So, sorry, I was drinking water. No. Um, sorry to do that to you. So because I go in, this show asks the tough questions. <laughs> We don't. We don't ask any questions. But a lot of you wanted to know, why didn't the Padres go after Bochi? Is it that little chicken face weasel Preller? Is it him? No. Had nothing to do with Preller. Bochi told us. Said the pods have always been very, very good to him. I don't think any of this is... No, it's not, I think Boch would actually appreciate you telling the story. He said the Padres reached out right after he retired with the Giants about a role within the organization. Yeah. And Boch started laughing and he said, I couldn't, he said, I, I said to Peter and Ron, I don't think that would look very good if I just took all these retirement gifts and then immediately joined a division rival. But he said, AJ's always been great to him. You heard that? Yep. Said, I have a great relationship with AJ. He's always been cool. And Peter and Ron have always been cool. So I said, did they ask you last year? Did you talk to them at all? He said, no. I just had a knee replaced. And he said, I was in no position to manage a ball club. Yeah. 
And he said, no. And he said, by the way, Bob Melvin's one of my, you heard him. Yep. So Bob Melvin's one of my favorite guys. He said, I'm thrilled they got him. But he said, nope, was never, from Boach's perspective, wasn't the right time. He was right. To, to be the manager. It would have looked bad. He's right. No, but he last yeah. year he yeah. would have been fine. Yeah. Because it, he's, the, the Giants have moved on. Yeah. Well, here's the deal also. I don't think people understand. Bochi explained this to you and me too. Mm. When the Giants won the World Series in 2010, if you're a legacy guy with the Giants, they take care of you. You're part of the family forever. Just you see right. the pods do it, right? They do right. it even with Loretta and they do it with Hoffman, all those guys. Sweeney. Sweeney. All these, <laughs> all these guys that they take care of. And so, like Boach says, he goes, we win a World Series. Guess who's getting a World Series ring? Will Clark. Willie, oh, Willie yeah. Mays. All these guys that are, you know, part of the Giants family that you remember, they, they're getting rings. You know, you name yeah. it. They're, they're just, it's part of the process. And I'm sure it's like that with some other teams, too. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, Boach, uh, here's the deal. Boach was gone from the Giants, but Boach is still Giants family. Mm-hmm. So I, I understand everything he's saying. It looks bad going anywhere in the NL West. But I asked him, had things been right, yeah, health wise, and and it worked out. And you came down here. Would that have been weird? He said, "No, it yeah. would have been fine." I he, said, and he said from both sides. But yeah. he said, the initial right at the start, yes, yeah. absolutely. And he said, Ron and Peter were great. And he, but he said, I go, AJ goes, oh, he's great. Because I so yeah, I I thought it cleared up everything. You know, I really enjoyed. And I was not going to share all the stories there, but we spent. A lot of time with Bochy that night on Tuesday. Yeah, probably with, an hour. With uh, at least an hour. It was, uh, you know, it was it was Katie, you, me, Josh, Jack. We were all there and and yeah. in, in a kind of a private area, I would say. Yeah. And it was it was really enjoyable to kind of just kind of bend his ear. Yeah. And we're talking about Degrom and all this shit. Anyway, it was so funny to be there with him, and then he had to leave for a meeting, and then. No joke, Jeff. Twelve hours later, he's on MLB Network, yeah. standing next to Degrom and Chris Young. Yeah, and it was it was this funny. No, how- it was we saw him Tuesday night because he told this thing. Wednesday they had the managers' meetings to go over everything. Then he flew out Wednesday afternoon. Was it Wednesday? Oh, and Degrom it- was Thursday. Oh, I but it was now Wednesday, I think yeah. he's in. I think he's in Cabo this weekend managing some alumni thing with like yeah. Smoltz and Maddox and all those guys. But what was funny is. Dave's right. We're at the top of the Hyatt, and it was pretty cool. Um, Dave, Josh, me, my son Jack, Katie Temple, Boach, and another friend of ours. Yeah. I didn't miss anybody, right? No, you got them all. But right directly behind us, on the other side of the partition, is Darren and Marty. Yeah. So I said to Darren and Marty, come over. I did too. I invited them over also. But they were waiting on two friends, and then Darren texted me because... Boach had to leave. We we got out. You had to get out to see uh, our friend Andrew. Wish him happy birthday, by the way. Happy birthday yep. if he hears it. And Darren Darren said, hey, hang out. I said, I appreciate it. Um, I got to get Jack out of here. But then he had, he had a couple of guys stop by it. He's like, oh, I wish you guys would have been there. You would have got a kick out of it. And I don't want to just throw names out, but it was, it might have been Nevin. I feel like it was Nevin came up and somebody else, but it was literally just on the opposite end of the partitions. We had Boach and uh, we want Darren and Marty to come by. They were waiting on friends. And I swear, I think he said it was Nevin was one. I, I have that wrong, but that's just how cool the baseball winter meetings are. And the other thing that was funny is I don't, I got out of Padres Twitter. 
I just, I got out of it. I thought at the start, it was great. And I think, unfortunately, too much of it now is toxic. Not all of it, but too much of it. There was a situation that happened with a guy who I think is part, he follows the Padres. Yeah, big time. And look, man, I get it. Everybody wants their 15 minutes of fame, right? Everybody wants their opportunity to shine. I get it. Dave, you and I have been lucky enough to do a lot of fun things and meet a lot of fun people. And not very many people have the opportunity to just go up and hang out and have a beer with Boach and talk like we did or run into... Hanging out John Boggs for a long time. Yeah, John Boggs or Vescursion or Mud. Yeah. You know, hanging out with Mud and and Rob Conley was a blast and he's telling Jack and Katie he's going to fight him. (laughs) You know, I, I mean, when you're... 15 years old, and the guy you watch every night on the Padre broadcast gives you a huge hug and then says, hey, later on, we're going to go. You know, I, mean, <laughs> that, 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 I mean, that's pretty cool. Yes. And I get it. Everybody, everybody wants a part of that, right? Everybody wants their chance to be able to say, hey, there's Tony Jr. or Ello, and they're, they're my friend too. But there's a way you go about it. There's a way you go about it. There's a way you do it. I talked about it last time we were in here. Spoke at San Diego State. All those kids in that class, man, they're on the right path. They're, they're interning. They're going about it. Our friend JD from, from the JD Network. Yeah. Man, beautiful what he's doing. He went out, hustled, polite, filming interviews, trying different things. It, it's, a, it's a sign of respect. And you show respect just as if you were to go to somebody's house for dinner. You go in. You might bring a bottle of wine. If they want you to take your shoes off, you take the shoes off, and you're polite. You don't go in and just start flipping channels on the remote. You don't go in and start breaking dishes. Some dumb fuck who's trying to make a name went in and, and completely showed no respect in the baseball winter meetings. Now, I don't know this guy. I don't know. I've never heard of him. And that's the thing. But when you go into somebody else's house, as the baseball winter meetings are, that's their party. And you go in and you don't follow the rules and you don't show respect. That's a reflection on you. And recording conversations, man, that's as minor league as it gets. It's a minor league move. And I had people say, well, hey, you got to be careful. No, they don't. No, they don't. Nobody in Major League Baseball, if you're at your winter meetings, you're allowed to have conversations. Should you be careful? Sure, you should be careful. Are they allowed to let their guard down? Absolutely. There's nothing that that individual did that was right. Yeah. Just, and then you watch interviews and you're like, oh, this guy has no future. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Stop. But I think most of the people that we saw walking around the meetings did it right. Yes. And whether you were trying to be an influencer, whether you were trying to be a YouTube, or whether you were just a fan. I saw Jose Batista take 100 pictures. Yeah, he's great. With fans. I saw Boach taking pictures. I saw Mud taking pictures. And it's really not that difficult in any aspect of life to just be cool. Yes. And be respectful. And if you are, um, a lot of people will notice. But by the same regards, if you act like a douche, yeah, people are going to notice that too. Yeah, that was uh, that was crazy. I think to the point of what that guy did recording conversations and possible trades, I think it will change the way the winter meetings are done forever. You know, I think that security is going to be insane from here on out. Always you think takes, so? 100%. 
And I, and look, in all honesty, <laughs> I, I think the security should be a little bit tighter anyway. And not yeah. because of that, just because of other things that go on. It just, I mean, I don't know. It's Look, you and I weren't credentialed for that thing, but we walked in and walked anywhere we wanted. And we yeah. were able to talk to anybody we wanted at any single time. Now, we happen to be in the city of San Diego where people know who we are and we know we aren't dangerous. Yeah. But there are a lot of people who are just walking around. You're going, you don't know anything about this guy. No, I mean, and I don't know. I mean, I don't follow Padres Twitter enough to know if people self-police or not. I don't really care. I'm not that bored. But I'm just saying it doesn't even have to be a Padres Twitter guy. Right. It's just, it's social media. But it, it reminds me, this is... It leads me into one of my favorite all-time stories. It's when the pot, uh, not the Padres, the Chargers changed everything. Yeah. And they changed everything. This was probably around 96, 97. And only the season ticket holders could come down Coriel Pass down the hill into the stadium. And at that time, I'm producing for Hank Bauer and Kevin Kernan. And... A woman calls to the show, and you had to pay, like, some, like, big money. It wasn't every season ticket holder. You had to be in, like, the the Bolt Club or something, right? And it was a lot of money to, to have that privilege to come down. So this woman calls into KFMB, and you can tell she's an older woman, right? She says, you know, I've been, my family's been season ticket holders for 30 years. And good days and bad days, we've supported the team, we've spent the money. And for every one of those years, we've had the same routine. We've come down, Coriel Pass, we've gone into the stadium, we park and we see our friends, we visit for a while and we go in and we support the team, win or lose. And now with this new system, and I'm trying to not get emotional, but with this new system, we got sent way down Friars Road, we had a U-turn. We had to come back. Everything was disorganized. We didn't get the opportunity to see our friends. We missed part of the first quarter. And it's very, very upsetting to somebody who supported this team a long time. And Kevin Kernan said, well, I have a credential. It didn't impact me at all. <laughs> and Hank Bauer and I go, what the fuck did you just say? What? He had no idea. He wasn't even trying to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> and this lady... If she could have come through the phone, and this is when you, you still had landlines, if she could have used that phone cord and just strangled <laughs> Kernan on 760, she would have. But, uh, yeah, that'll be it. I mean, moving forward, Dave, it'll be like, yeah, you're out. We'll get a credential. Oh, fuck yeah. off. But, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think in the moment there were a lot of people that thought it. There was this whole lot of talk that, People were thrown out of there on Wednesday, right? Or Thursday, yep. whatever the last day was. Like, oh, banned. There's a thousand people walking around there on uh, on Wednesday, that last day. They ran Geekster out of there. They told her, get out of Did here. they run her out? Are you bullshitting? No, that's what I heard. Oh, no. Oh, no. Jesus. <laughs> Geekster's not a bad seed. Why no. would, she's not recording anything. Why are you messing with her? But then, so I was like, oh, wow, they shut everything down. And then I saw it throughout the course of the day. So people, I mean, there was like one, 97.3, Tony, I, I heard Coach say it, and I heard Tony and Chris say it. Uh, Scraby said it. There was like one security guard there that was like, wouldn't let Boach in, wouldn't let Preller in. But um, 
Oh, by the by the afternoon, were you seeing? I was seeing pictures all afternoon. Oh, so that's funny. I don't think they shut anything down. I think they probably just told the teams because look for baseball. It's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, I gotta let one dipshit shut it down <laughs> for everybody. I, I don't, I don't know that everybody will lose access. But yeah, don't be a don't if you want to do that, and you want dude, just play the game right. People will be cool to you. They'll talk to you all day long. I mean, you saw I saw John Heyman, like guys were tweeting these out. And they were just random guys, and John Heyman was doing interviews right in the middle of yeah. everything. I mean, say what you want about John Heyman. To shut everything down and just do a, a Twitter video with some guy who's got 11 followers. Dude, good for John. That was Bob nice. Nightingale was there the day yeah. before his father passed away. Yeah. I mean, goddamn, wild week for sure. It was. It was. It was a lot of fun having it here in San Diego. Hey, want to mention Taylor May Pools. Alan Taylor doing great things with those pools. We tell you, there's nothing like a Taylor May Pool. That's why you need to call Alan Taylor. Look, Christmas is two weeks away. Mm. What would be the perfect gift for the family? How about a brand new pool? Ask about available financing. Taylor May Pools. Nobody does it better. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Rained all day today on yeah. Sunday, but I mentioned yesterday, spent the entire day at the Hotel Dell. And Dave, you're looking out, it's the middle of December, you just said it, we're two weeks out from Christmas, and the pool at the Dell was packed. And it's not just uh, little kids that don't have right any feeling, they play polar bear club all the time. It's families, because it was a perfect day in San Diego, not just in Coronado. So why not take, uh, take advantage of that? As Dave said, so many things the older we get, right? Yeah. How many things... You always get the email, hey, we need your Christmas list. Well, what, what are you going to put it? Goddamn train set on there? Get out of here. What are you doing, <laughs> shotgun? Yeah, I'm putting a train set on there. You go, just say, hey, everybody kick in. Get me a tailor-made pool. Whoa, what? Financing's available. Okay, we're in. We're in. Nothing better. Boy, right? Yes, I couldn't agree more. And, I mean, I can't think of a better time of year. My son, Cade, said to me today, he goes, God, I wish the time between Thanksgiving and Christmas was longer because we had said it's only two weeks out. He's like, oh, it's too fast. It's going too fast. He's like, I don't want it to be over. I love this month. It's so much fun. And so, yeah, that time goes by quick. But if you've got that brand-new tailor-made pool, it's Christmas every day. Call him, tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Absolutely. Daniel Williams is who you want to talk to when it comes to your finances. Again, I want to point this out all the time. Uh, Jeff just mentioned credit cards. Look, a lot of people find themselves in debt, and it only gets tougher this time of year. Dan Williams is who you want to talk to. You could call him right now, or you can wait till January, but at some point, those credit card bills come, and if you realize you're on the wrong side of things, let's get out of debt. Dan Williams, his number is 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. Nothing better. Nothing better than to look and say, well, yes, I have certain bills I have to pay, whether it's your car insurance bill, medical bills, your rent, uh, anything else, but to be able to pay those and still have enough of a cushion where the holidays matter, you can do fun things, uh, it's the best feeling in the world. You know you're paying your bills, your credit score is not being impacted. It's such a part of what Dan teaches you in Borrow Smart, Repay Smart. You should be watching all of the videos and check it out. You can find them with a link at DaveAndJeffShow.com. And you know what, Dave? Most days, reluctantly, I would say, uh, the Lions won. And they did. And I'm bummed as a Vikes fan, right? The Vikes yeah. got beat today. It's impossible for me not to like Dan Campbell. And I don't, I don't uh, very often say, okay, my team lost. I mean, what the Raiders did on Thursday night was just 
the absolute worst football I've watched. McDaniels, uh, terrible. Pat Graham, the defensive coordinator, terrible. Yeah. Embarrassing. And the Vikes today didn't look like the Vikes I've enjoyed watching all year. But I think that was more about Dan Campbell and the Lions. So reluctantly, it's not, it has nothing to do with Dan Williams. He didn't have anything to do with that win today. I don't even know if he knew the Lions were playing today. Chances are probably not. But, man, Dave, uh, the Lions have all of a sudden become one of the more likable teams and become a fascinating team to watch down the stretch, right? Yes, absolutely. Terrible out of the gate. Yep. And now they have a chance to make the playoffs. Man, I mean, the Niners are a team to watch a lot. But anyways. And because the Lions they, get the Rams pick. Yeah, right? Yep. Oh, boy. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Dan's from Detroit. So, congrats to the Lions today. I, I'm not going to say tip their hat, but they there's a reason why they were the favorite going into that game, right? Yeah, that was a weird weird spread, wasn't it? Yeah. To go, why are the Lions the favorite against a 10-2 and two team? Well, because a 10-2 and two team that easily could be 7-5. and five Yeah. If you've watched them every year, or uh, watched them every week like I've watched them, they, they could be, they're probably more, they're, the Vikes are probably more a 7-5 and five team than they are a 10 and 3 team or probably 7 and 6. They've just had some things go their way. But when it's not, they fall apart quickly and that's what happened today. I want to mention Brian Curry as well. Brian Curry is who you want to talk to when it comes to your home. Are you looking to get the most for it or are you looking to move? Uh, we have a close friend of ours said, no, look, give me Brian Curry's number because I'm yeah. getting out of the rental market. I'm going to figure this out finally. And Brian Curry is the guy to help him find that house right here in San Diego County. Again, Brian's the best when it comes to real estate. Why deal with anyone else? 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. So I've spent Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, four nights downtown, my main man, Jack, and we were at the Manchester Grand Hyatt, and then we crossed over because we parked right there. Dave, that's the part of downtown I want to live at, that area right down by the convention yeah. center. So much fun. Jack and I walked around there right over by Kansas City Barbecue. You got Seaport Village. The key is you got to find that one that's not directly on the trolley line because that will ruin your day. So that's going to be my only thing that I tell Brian Curry. But Jack and I had so much fun walking around down there. You're right by everything. You're right by Petco. You're right by the gas lamp. But you're also not in the middle of everything. And you're far enough away from all the, the craziness where you can actually enjoy the benefits of living downtown. So, yeah, yeah I was going, I, you know, I've said a lot. I really had a, probably since the day I moved here, I wanted to live off of Euclid, off the 94, because that seems to be where a lot of yeah. the action is. As long as I've known you, you've always talked about. Yeah, it's really, really a fun part of town. Yeah. Uh, but I think I had to change that up a little bit. Spring Valley, Lemon Grove have always, you know, been places I've had... Uh, Tijuana River Valley, because you know I love to fish, but no, I think downtown is where I want to go. There you go. Kyle Flickers, you want to talk to when it comes to building a brand new website or fixing the one that you have. It's really important that website works extremely well. 619-500-6621. Don't waste any more time going into 2023. Let's get on the right track. 619-500-6621. Yeah, I'm going to start a new website, dumbfriends.com, and we can just send stupid texts like Bassett. Question mark. So leave me alone. Why do people do that? Well, what deal would you give them? I, hey, you know what? Maybe that's none of your goddamn business, okay? Now, what's your new website? I mean, he gave one away. 
at Jake's projects on the first. That was incredible. That was cool. That was a great deal by Kyle. Also, I want to mention, you mentioned Jake's projects. Don't forget, if you go into uh, Cali Barbecue, order Jake's sandwich this month, the entire month of December, $5 from every sandwich goes right to Jake's projects. Jack told me tonight on the drive down, he said, Dad, you've had such an incredible run for a couple of weeks. I'm buying you dinner. I tried to talk him out of it. He said, no. Might be where we go. Nice. Glad you brought your wallet. There you go. <laughs> That's really cool. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? And this is going all the way back to December 7th. All right. That's when we were supposed to do the last I know. Show. I'm sorry for everybody. Right. We were scheduled to have a show, but I'm sure a lot of you are going through the same thing. End of year right now is just a gong show. So my that was 100% on me, not on Dave, that we weren't here during the middle of the week. So I apologize, but we'll get it uh We'll be back to two shows this week. All right, okay. December 7th. Here we go. Pearl Harbor Day. Exactly right. Larry Bird. Larry Bird. Boy, this is going to feel weird, huh? Yeah. I'm going to say Larry Bird is, well, hang on. I can do this. Um, I'm going to say 66. 65. Okay. Uh, I think this will be funny to people. Uh, I'm going to say 75 million. Exactly right. Yeah, I think people probably figure more than that. Yeah, considering Russell Westbrook makes $50 million a year. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow, don't tell Larry that. Holy cow. See Thomas Howell. He's been on the show. Dude, he was great. He was. He was great. Um, th- I think that guy, I hadn't thought about that, Dave. See Thomas Howell probably surprised me as a guy that we thought would probably mail it in. Yeah, he was awesome. He was doing shows, national shows for Free FM at that point. Yeah. Remember that? I'll say uh, 57. 55. Okay. Um, uh, I'll say $8 million. $4 million is what it says. Now, again, that's just what I got. All right. Here we go. Last one on here. Terrell Owens. Has become very likable. Yes. He's got a great podcast. Yes. Uh, Terrell Owens, I will say, is... I know. I heard... Uh, you think I'm joking. I'm not. He had a podcast I, I the other day. It. it was great. I believe it. Um, I'll say he's 48. Exactly right. And I'll say he's 60 million. Try 500,000. No. Yeah. Well, no wonder he became like <laughs> I can't afford to be a jerk. Shit. Really? Yeah. What happened to all his money? I'm sure it's easy to find on the internet. Oh. All right, here we go. Five random questions. Okay. What is your favorite day of the week? Oh, I like that. Um, favorite day of the week is probably, you know, we're taking Friday, Saturday, Sunday out, right? No. Every day? Every day. Um, that's funny. I, I'll tell you the worst is Thursday. The Thursday traffic yeah, in this town is ridiculous. Is Thursday tra- it's, it's, it's absolutely, I think it's all the way through California that said Thursday traffic's horrible. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, I'll go Friday because... Thankfully, Friday at work, we're, my team does a great job yeah. for us, so we're p- pretty much caught up. But it's the start of three days with yeah. Jack and Caden. It's the best every every time. See, Friday is always great, but I'm always a little tired on Friday. Like Saturday is the, the day yeah. for me. Because it's not, it's not next day you got to go to work. It's not that deal. It's not the Sunday bullshit. Saturday is awesome, especially if you love college football, whatever. But Saturday is, man, you, yeah. you just aren't thinking about anything except what's important to you. It should be. You know what, Dave? And that's the other thing, too, because as a fight fan, yeah. Fights always happen on Saturday. You're right. College football. Yep. Saturday night baseball games are always fun to go to. And then... Uh, it's time to move the Super Bowl to Saturdays. They should. So people get all jacked up. you got to show up to work the next day. Yeah, Especially, they should. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's a huge party. Saturdays. Play the Pro Bowl the day after. Yeah. 
<laughs> None of the Super Bowl yeah. guys are in it. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Bunch of hungover guys playing the Pro Bowl? I think they're like moved to like flag football or some crazy yeah. shit this year. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. All right, here, <laughs> I'm just curious to know. It was, it was a crazy question that I had to think about it for a little bit. All right, from your friend group. Mm-hmm. Who? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Who would you kill? Who would you kiss? Who would you marry? Oh, I like that. Who would I kill, kiss, and marry? I'd marry Katie Temple. Okay. Uh, send a speedy recovery to her. A um, little under the weather. Yeah. I love Katie Temple because she is, Dave, of all of our friends, are any of them wound tighter than her? She goes zero to 60. Yeah. In, um, right? Yes. And she takes the bait on this show every time. Yeah, most intense. Easily. She is. Cute as a button. Goddamn, she's one. Yeah, yells at me all the time. Has no problem yelling at me either. Um, uh, I don't I don't have anybody I'd kill. Do you have anybody? Who would you kill? Nah, there's no one. Not of our friend group. There's nobody I'd kill. No. Nah, they're, they're still my friends. Yeah. Do you have any ex-friends that you'd see to kill that guy? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't, actually. No, I don't. That's what was funny. I hadn't seen Darren in so long. And we were talking the other day. He's like, he's like, hey, I he's like, you know, Brian Long shouted you guys out when we moved to 760. He's like, I gotta thank Dave and Jeff. I said, no. I said, no. I heard it. What Brian Long said was, you know, Dave was here, Jeff, and they said, and then you pointed there and go, ah, start laughing like a kid. No, I uh, no, I wouldn't even have any grudge with Brian Long. I'll bust his balls about about that. But no, I wouldn't. I love his son. His wife's super cool. I don't want anything bad to happen to Brian. No, I don't have anybody. And then, um, oh, you know who the kiss is? Huh. Nicole Eggert. <laughs> Fuck you. Ah, you yeah. son of a bitch. How do you like that? You son of a bitch. I know. Sorry, Dave. There you go. There's, All right. a lot of, there's a lot that qualify. I just knew that would hurt you in your heart. <laughs> if you had $1 million for one hour. Oh, one hour. What would you do with it? Oh, that's good. God dang, I don't even think you could buy a house in San Diego right now for a million, right? Not, no, not a decent one. Because yeah. I have to spend the million, and then no matter what's left over is gone, right? It's gone. Oh, that's really good. Uh, I like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna pay cash for the nicest house I can get in San Diego, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, I, you it know, has con- be, yeah, that's be something that would, would well, yeah, continue I'm, to grow. Yeah, I'm gonna pay cash, and then I'm gonna and then I'm gonna prepay. Uh, can you buy a house in one hour? Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna prepay uh, ten years worth of HOA fees, so I can just live down there for free. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, what would you do? That's a good one. I like that. $1 million in Amazon stock. That way, at oh! least it continues to grow. Oh, that's a really good one, too. That, not AOL? Not, not, not AOL. Okay. Not AOL. Oh, my God. Here we go. What is the biggest lesson you've learned in life? Uh, it's easier to apologize than ask permission. <laughs> there you go. That's a good one. Yeah. It's a pretty good one. It is a pretty no, good one. No, it's, uh, it's pretty simple, Dave. Just be nice to people. Just be nice to people. Be, That's all you get. Yeah, treat treat others the way you want to be treated. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I don't. Well, no, I don't really care how people. <laughs> act. I, I'm not worried about that. But just well, you're basically saying the same thing. Yeah, I think you know what, Dave. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. It's the one that I write to you all the time. 
it's to, to make sure to check in on a friend. And it's the other thing. I talk about this all the time. When I worked for USA Boxing in a tiny little gym, there was a sign that said champions stand up when others stay down. That's the one I love the most. What about for you? It's uh, one of my sister Don't eat yellow snow? Yeah, that's one of, my, one of my dad used to tell me when we moved to Tennessee. Don't eat yellow snow. Um, two things I remember my dad saying: Don't eat yellow snow, and don't <laughs> don't turn your black your back on a guy wearing rubber gloves. That was that was, a, that was another one. You know? <laughs> he dropped on me. Um, I would have laughed at that. <laughs> I would have enjoyed. <laughs> Not a lot of things he told me, I but, he, but he, he, did tell, he did tell me those. Um, don't it. don't miss an opportunity you can't repeat, and that was something oh, my yeah. sister in law said about when Rita graduated and got her doctorate about yeah. how you know you, you you show up for things like that. You just don't say, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to." Uh, you said you went to a wedding yesterday. You don't skip out to say, "I'm not going if I'm invited." We we you had a blast. You, you don't miss an opportunity you can't repeat. No, and Jack's mom told me, uh, "You and I, it's the day the Bosa deal. We've talked about yeah. this. You and I, we thought we we're just like and to the scoreboard." And we ended up just talking and talking and talking. Interviews. Nope. Nobody gave us any prep. We just had an ad lib for five hours. We're just down there. And I came back because it's when my buddy Cheech was in a way bad shape. And uh, Jack's mom said to me, hey, you're going to see him. And we were just fried. And I said, I think I'm going to go tomorrow. And you're right, Dave. She said, okay, don't leave any opportunities on the table. It was brilliant. And I, I say it to her a lot. I said, no, you know what? You're right. So I drove to Temecula, and yeah, he ended up passing away that night. We yeah. were there when he passed away, and I would have. Yeah. I would have missed it. I would have regretted it. I mean, not nothing worse than, honestly, I mean, I hope nobody, because people have said to me, oh, I wish I was there. No, you don't. When you're there with your best friends, uh, no longer, you know, he's passed away, and you're there with the body. No, you don't want to be there for that. Yeah. There's nothing... About that, that's fun. Um, but he would have done it for me. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was important that I was there, sat with him. But, yeah, no, I, that's a great one. Yeah, don't leave opportunity on the table. By the way, we're watching right now. We started the show early today, earlier than we normally start. We're watching the beginning of the Chargers-Dolphins game. Yeah. I was supposed to be at this game today. I'm not at this game because the Chargers said, I've been too tough on Brandon Staley on that Bolt City podcast. <laughs> Is that right? Will let me in? You're kidding. Cover that team. No joke. Nothing's like, changed with that team, right? No, like 27 straight years. Somebody wrote me, texted me just now and said, hey, you make it up through the rain okay to the game. I go, I'm not in. They go, what do you mean? And I said, they said we've been too tough on Brandon Staley. Is that right? Yeah. I'm not like Emmanuel Ocho who's complaining to get a field pass. Dude, I'm sorry. Media guys, unless you're the sideline reporter, you don't get They're field passes. They're six and six, and he's going to be yeah. blown up for Sean Payton, right? Yeah, that's that's what I've said on the show. Uh, but yeah, they, it's too tough on Staley. Boy, nothing changes with yeah. that team. But, yeah, nothing so, changes. That's but, why I, I'll say this: there hasn't been a day, and 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 look, I know I'm responsible for that thing. Yeah, I there's never been a day when I've come out here, right? I've never said anything about Bolt City. Never said anything about the Chargers. We haven't done anything here, just for that reason. It's ridiculous that they have. The thinnest skin yeah. of any organization. For all of you that still cheer for that team, what embarrassment. You should be ashamed. And don't tell me, uh, they know you're a goddamn donkey. That's why they just make fun of you. You know who's embarrassed right now? Dominic the donkey. Greatest Christmas song ever. He's embarrassed to even be acknowledged uh, or put together with you. Any of you that support that team, what a joke. It's crazy, like the, huh? Crazy. Man, look, the Raiders choked the other night. I got it. 
Okay, I don't come on and talk about three Super Bowls or how many times they've gone. I, I don't have to. They're still my team. I got it. But at least with the Raiders, there's a swagger, the fans. This, the Raiders don't care about anything you say, Dave. No. They don't care about anything. Ridiculous. And this team can't wait to get their feelings hurt. Ridiculous. Too tough on Staley, too tough on Teleska. That's what I'll Oh, God. All right. Whatever. There you go. Whatever. So we're going to be back, what, on Wednesday? Uh, no, I can't go Wednesday because I've got a Christmas party. Can we go Thursday? Yeah, sure. All right, so next time we see you, we'll be back down here. Was that all five questions? No, the last one seemed crazy. Good last. Okay, here we go. Last question. What food do you crave the most? Oh, that's funny. I, I could eat barbecued chicken all day long. Really? But not, like, I don't throw sauce on it, anything like that. Just, like, blackened chicken. Really? Is that dry? No, not if you do it right. You've never worked a grill. How about you it don't question? Sounds dry as shit to me without putting barbecue sauce. No, the uh, the chipotle chicken that you get at Iowa Meat Farms, man, you grill that up, Dave. I'm telling you, it's like uh, all of a sudden you turn into the guy in Forrest Gump, right? When he's talking about everything. shrimp. Ah, <laughs> uh, it is. Dude, you could put that thing. I swear to God, Dave, yeah. you could put it in everything. You could put it in a burrito sandwich. I mean, you get it. Yeah. What yeah, about you? Funny. You know, I, the food, literally, I told you, we had this conversation a couple of weeks ago. Since I've had COVID in January 2021, I don't have any sense of smell. So I have to eat foods that have extreme, like, I eat a shitload of jalapenos, yeah. anything that's really strong. But I crave pickles all the time. I can taste pickles, but I can't taste right? a lot of food. We like, uh, Jack and I and Kate have been going to, you don't have a Firehouse Subs here, down here, do you? I don't think so. The Firehouse Subs not far from my place. And they're the one sandwich shop in town where they're like, do you want a pickle? And, yeah. dude, th- right? The best. You go there all the time. Um, but, no, I could, yeah, um, chicken, grilled chicken. Could do it all day long. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. What if it was just like, what if it was just like, I'm trying to think of something. Yeah, caviar. <laughs> David can't get enough. <laughs> All right, uh, when's, the new, when's the next uh, Angry Bolt City podcast? Tonight, right after this damn game. All right, we'll try not to get in right trouble. Right after this damn game. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Are you going to do it next year, too? You're in for three years. I signed years a three-year contract because of you. Yeah. Oh, God dang it. I could I walk did. away if I want to walk away, but I was, I was super pissed, man. That they pulled, The line they used was, um, there's not enough uh, high demand for press passes. I'm like, you guys hosted the fucking Super Bowl there last year, you assholes. There He's is playing, not. Don't give me that bullshit. You get, they already told me. Jamal already told me you guys are too tough on Staley and and Telesco. Me me in particular, I'm the guy that does it. And I was like, come on, Jamal. And then when I he says, hey, dude, just fill out this uh, request. So I fill out the request to go, and he says, good luck. And I good right, luck. Right, good luck. You're the one that decides. Well, good luck to who? What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah, it was, it was horseshit. It was uh, horseshit. I'm yeah, not but, asking for for anything from these assholes. No, just tell Odyssey, make it a Raider podcast. Jesus. We'll. we'll Fire it back up in the uh, in the fall. Unbelievable. Yeah, well, this, this show every night will be Raiders. They already gave it to the Raiders, guys. They already yeah. have a Raider one. I think I the Panthers are available and the Broncos, if you want that. Oh, God. <laughs> Can't I would cover the Chargers every day of the week before I'd cover Nathan Hackett. Oh my Not gosh. a bigger phony. All right, we'll have fun with that tonight. Yeah. Bold City Podcast will be angry. And then uh, we'll see you back here Thursday night. All right.
not to be reached Ended all with the smoke on the beach Conversations out on the pier Always entertaining even before we could buy beer Walk to the park, speak our minds Maybe talk to God a couple of times Back to the door, I laughed so hard I 